Do you ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Thanks, Mr. Uh, now look, here's a house full of bees. Feels like you think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. I my jam i did god i love that i was song. thinking about you that's uh tied for first best song of the 80s yeah in my book with uh the howard duck theme yeah nice. and then third place would be uh <laughs> <laughs> that uh if you are a music geek and you like to just geek out about little stuff uh what i like about that song so much and you know I gravitated towards towards it as a kid and then you i learned to play music and start writing music and how music goes together is, uh, and this is total inside baseball for music geeks, but what makes that song so like haunting and melodic is they do this. You stay in one key. They are in like a major key and then they switch to a minor, but keep the major uh-huh. chords underneath it. And they Interesting. St- yeah. And, uh, little known fact, uh, the vast majority of the songs by color me bad, the nineties, vocal sensation as they would use that trick all the time. Interesting. Yeah. Not a color me bad fan, but I would hear it. I'm like, Oh, they're doing the, I, I always call it. It's the level 42 trick. Dude, you, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a color me bad fan either, but, uh-huh. uh, you gotta admit that their suits were bad. <laughs> <laughs> what was that hit they had? That song would come on in the ice rink back in Maryland. <laughs> on Friday nights, junior high, and it was like, oh shit, nerds! <laughs> no way, dude. That song was the shit. That was, uh, a, that was a weird time for music when "Color Me Bad" was like <laughs> ruling the charts. I want to sex you up. Yo, want to? Yeah, yes. that's it. That's it. Uh, where are you on Spandau Ballet? I love Spandau Ballet. Yeah, it took me a long time. Uh, I just remember them from their. Uh, they had the slow dance song in the movie 16 candles. Um, gold. Is that what it's called? It's like their, the ballad. No, it's, they uh, have two. Yeah. It's the one we used to sing it all the time in the office <laughs> when we had a <laughs> construction company as most contractors do. Yeah. Well, it was construction. So. <laughs> and then they had that other, is that uh, when we were sitting there uh, naked waiting for Mike to show up or <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, I Did remember we ever tell that story on the pod. No, we haven't. Oh, we got to do it when he's here. Yeah. They, um, but I remember you and I were geeking out about Bando ballet and then I always do this. I'm like, what are they doing now? 
And of course, most of those bands, because now you can't make money, you know, off royalties anymore. They all start touring again, inevitably. And that can be oftentimes the saddest thing you ever see. Like, just don't, don't look at those. Don't go see that show. Don't go see the video. But I watched a video of them from, what what was this? This must've been in 2012 or something like that. And uh, I found like a recent video of them doing a festival in like Australia or something. And they just fully brought it. Like they're on point. Really? Yeah. They're like on shape. They aged well. They were playing well. Like it was the original guys. Yeah. It was really, I was like, it was one of those moments I'm like, ah, I'm so glad some bands just you know, keep it going. It's on them too, right? It's like if you feel washed up and you just you wish you yeah. weren't doing what you're doing, you could just sit back and collect your royalties like right. the good old days, then you know, that's but if you're that's you. But if you if you're gonna if you love playing those hits and you fucking bring it at a show, people are gonna people are gonna gravitate to that. Yeah. As long as you're not like uh the one of those like vocal like uh young neil uh, nash and young what's the uh crosby crosby stills nash and young yeah because when you get that old and you try to hit all that they were they were shit that they were old (laughs) miserable sacks of shit like in their heyday like (laughs) the thought of them playing now you have to have an angelic voice i think to pull all that shit off too it's just jan winner in the audience (laughs) 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 tearing down the house David Crosby. I don't know. Is that guy still alive? I don't know. Yeah. Asking the wrong uh, guy. He will be missed. So we were uh, both on vacation. We were. How about that? Yeah. That was pretty cool. Where'd you go? Tennessee. Very nice. Yeah. I uh, bought a $100 bottle of whiskey on accident. Yeah. While I was out there. Yeah. Hell yeah. Melissa's like, this is good. We were at a whiskey uh, distillery. So this is good whiskey. I was like, and it, dude, it's. Probably the best whiskey I've ever tasted. I was like, God damn. Okay, okay. Would you have thought that before you knew how much you paid for it? No. Okay. Well. <laughs> That's kind of my point. <laughs> no. Uh, yes, it was. We were sitting out in the in the garden yeah. tasting the whiskey, and I was like, God damn, this is good whiskey. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought what you asked is, would I have bought it? Okay. You know, but gotcha, the, gotcha. No, what if, if I had known how much it w- would have cost, I would not have left the garden right but melissa's like this is good whiskey and i was in total agreement and i walked inside and it's like where's that excellent whiskey i just tasted they're like right there sir and i grabbed it here you go and she's like that's 119 dollars <laughs> i know <laughs> i know of course it is you it's don't, really good uh, i'll take two then yeah <laughs> wow that's a steal <laughs> that's it but uh yeah, we will be savoring that on the special occasion. Nice. Uh, but it was like, like seriously, probably the best whiskey I've ever tasted. Um, I had a, actually someone that you know, we had a mutual friend when he lived in the city, someone we used to work with, and he was developing a collection of fine wine and his girlfriend, her parents came down and they were slightly whiskey tango, I guess to put it mildly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Didn't exactly uh, care for the finer things in life. And, they were there from a very uh, colder climate and they posted up in front of his apartment on a sunny day in San Francisco and plowed through like two boxes of wine and, then, <laughs> <laughs> and <Two> boxes <laughs> and then went upstairs and just fully fucking yard sailed his full, his entire like wine collection. Like, yeah, we opened a couple bottles, like each bottle was like $200 and they're just, wow. they just thought like, yeah, what's wine? It's like seven, eight bucks, you know, we'll replace it. He was, he was livid. It was hilarious. Yeah. 
I'm sure he planned uh, that the next visit differently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why uh, is there a padlock on this room? I, 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 so something like wine, I could, um, I've had really, really nice wine and I don't know if it's mental, you know, but like been at a nice restaurant and going, I, I, this is, this is really good. And I do really appreciate like very, very like just exquisite, like fine taste, you know what I mean? Food. Sure. Like I love going to nice restaurants. Not um, me. But, uh, I also, I can I do em. like, I love like a really good beer is like my main thing, but I'm. Dude, I can fully get down with like Budweiser or PBR too. Yeah. I like them both. Wine, I've had ten dollar bottles of wine. I'm like, this this is excellent. The only time I don't like wine is it gets the real cheap stuff is like fruity. It's like sweet, like a fruit juice. I'm not. I don't have like a sweet tooth, and I I can't get into that. So I guess what I'm getting at is like, I don't know. I kind of fluctuate around. Like I understand some of the stuff, but whiskey is one of the things. Like there's such a large gradient between a really good whiskey and like cheap whiskeys. Like it's just pour that into your lawnmower. Like don't drink that stuff. Yeah. It, it is unbearable to smell to, to, the, the hangover that you would have. I don't know. It's something you drink like when you're 19. I had a wild Turkey on the way on the plane on the way home. Really? Yeah. Wow. Dude. Wild Turkey is a good bourbon. Is it? it it's uh it sounds like a bad bourbon, mm-hmm. but I would take it over Jack Daniels. And a lot of people actually like Jack Daniels too. Oh, I see. I can't drink that stuff. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I know my, uh, expression of that best whiskey I ever tasted probably just came down a few uh, notches in most people's <laughs> minds. <laughs> so you're celebrating Grace wild turkey. Some more of your yeah. opinions. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I got to say, Tennessee is a fantastic place and I loved, uh, it's a beautiful a lot about it. Yeah. The people there are wonderful. Very, very nice yeah. people. It was awesome getting off the plane in Tennessee and walking over to the luggage carousel because we checked our bags mm-hmm. and not one person was standing next to the conveyor belt. Oh, dang. Everyone was standing back. Nice. Every single goddamn person was standing back. Wow. And I felt like I was in a They were doing the European rock festival, like just crowded right up to the top. You're pushing I'll get, into each other. I'll get to Oakland in a second. <laughs> um, I felt like I was in a room of gentlemen Wow. You know, it was like this class of person all of a sudden on the ground in Tennessee, the same fucking people just got off the airplane that I can, the same place that I came from. But because we were breathing Tennessee air, Something, everyone was yeah. behaving themselves like civilized human beings. It was fucking awesome. Wow. You know, when people like shoot the, this is a new thing. Uh, when you get up from an airplane mm-hmm. and the people shoot down the aisle. Oh yeah. Have you seen this? Yes. I mean, you haven't flown nearly I mean, as I much don't as fly I anymore. Yeah. <laughs> So it's something I started to notice maybe like four years ago. I used to have to fly twice a week, like for a solid year and a half, two years for for this music thing that I was part of. And yeah, I would notice that I was so like jaded. I would just sat in my seat. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to be the last guy off this plane. I'm going to, I'm not taking my headphones out. Right. And I'd watch these people. Yeah. Just like jam up to the front and just stand there for 20 minutes. And just yeah. chuckle like, I, where, where are you going? Well, I've it's taken like you're speeding it up, up to a red light. I've taken it upon myself to prevent that. Nice. I have blocked many people. Nice, dude. Checking them out, like your body check. Yeah. Just stand up, like, nope, sorry. Yeah. Where are you going? Yeah. Dude, so I've been on uh, prednisone for a little over a week now. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a hell of a drug. Yes. I, I was on it uh, last year, year before that. It's, I, I so, was a fucking hot mess, man. I, I operate 
at about nine, a nine mm-hmm. all the time in yeah. terms of anger. Anger, yes. Which is, yeah. Dude, just, yeah. <laughs> all right. Could you, Whose fucking could side you, are you could on? Could you pretend not to know? <laughs> I was say. Jesus. So I didn't used to be this way. Uh-huh. I was thinking about it today and I don't know the reason that I am now. Even my wife told me, she's like, you didn't used to be so angry. Mm-hmm. There are reasons that I need to get to the bottom of. I've spent some money trying to get to the bottom of those reasons. Haven't gotten there yet. On the whiskey. You were talking about before. Yeah, gotcha. (laughs) It just doesn't seem to help. I don't know. I keep trying. (laughs) So now that's the only reason I'm on the prednisone, by the way. (laughs) Someone said it would help. So so I'm on the airplane today uh, getting on in, uh, oh yeah, getting on in Phoenix to come home to Oakland. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jesus Christ, if the caliber of human being didn't drop, like Uh part of it, not to be too judgy, it was an afternoon flight. The first flight was a morning flight. So people are in a different mindset, fewer drinks being had, but it was a totally different caliber of person, a very different environment on the plane from Phoenix coming back to Oakland. And we're in the family boarding zone, which on Southwest, it goes between A and B. Mm-hmm. So you get to get on. So all three of us can sit together is, I think, the yeah. reason they do that. And from the moment that I get onto the jetway at the family boarding, the very first person in B, this this family and this older um, Latina, Latina lady are right behind me. Mm-hmm. Every time I stop, she like bumps into me. <laughs> And is at one point standing next to me. And you're on the fucking jetway where there's like nowhere to go, you know? It's ironic because my son is doing the same thing, uh-huh. but he's four. Right. And I'm like, I keep grabbing him. I'm like, hey, stop going up there. If you bump into that guy one more time, you know, you're going to be in trouble. And you're looking at the lady while you're saying this. Exactly. <laughs> what you're doing is fucking <laughs> stupid. At her. <laughs> so... Dude, I swear to God, we finally, she bumps into me another probably five times. Yeah. All the way down the the jetway, all the way down the aisle. And I finally get to my, our seat that my son picks out for the three of us. And I stop and she bumps into me one more time. And I just took my backpack off and I looked at her. I just glared at her and she took like a, like a a fearful step back. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just like, lady. (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea what you're dealing with right now. So being on the prednisone takes you up a few notches. And if I remember the story correctly, the fact that you're only wearing a loincloth. <laughs> she's just like, oh boy. I well, she couldn't, the she couldn't see the face paint because I, I had my back to her. Right. right. So ride the snake. <laughs> so she, uh, anyways, yeah. The the one thing, I'll, one more thing I'll say about this is being so angry. All, it's not anger is not the right word. It's like off balance, mm-hmm. you know, that like I've had moments where I was sitting at the table in Tennessee at our friend's house doing some work mm-hmm. um, and nobody came in. And then my wife and her friend both came and sat down at the table and everyone's drinking their coffee and talking. And I'm just like, it's their house. You're right. Everyone's here to have fun. No one came here to do my work. Right. right. Me doing the work there is the problem. Right. In this situation, not them sitting down having coffee at her fucking kitchen table. Mm-hmm. But I like my fucking, the steam is starting to come out of my ears and my face turning red and I'm about to blow. I just grabbed everything. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's 
not you. It's the drugs. I just, I just grabbed it. I'm like, I have to go. And I just grabbed everything. And they're like, okay. But what's cool about this, the point I'm trying to get to. Legit roid rage, man. Dude, nice. it's, I am fucking raging. But because it's so strange and I'm so off balance, I see it coming. Mm-hmm. And I've actually been a pretty decent dude through all of this. Oh, because uh, you can recognize it as like a palpable effect and you're able to like kind of mitigate it. Yep. Like pre- preemptive. What I should be doing every single day anyways, at my level nine, <laughs> I'm actually able to do now at a level 11 because I can see it coming. Gotcha. Yeah. So all that's to say, yeah, it's quite it was, a realization. Um, I got one more thing to say about Tennessee. Okay. Um, Tennessee gun shops are, well, I went into one mm-hmm. gun shop, take all of this with a huge fat grain of salt. Uh, not very informed. And super dorky. Really? The shop that I went into was. Interesting. Yeah. So Tennessee just became a constitutional carry state. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go on there, try to find information about that online, mm-hmm. it's all super contradictory because you can still get a concealed carry permit in Tennessee. Okay. You don't need a concealed carry permit. Right, yeah. But you can get a concealed carry permit. So we went into this gun store and... uh Nobody in there knew anything about it. They just... Really? Yeah. Like, they just didn't have a... They didn't have answers. They didn't really... They didn't have the right answers. I knew more about it than than a couple of the guys in there, just from the Google, the dildo search that I did earlier that day. So why... So obviously, you don't live in Tennessee. So why are we asking just as kind of an exercise and just like kind of... Just shooting the shit. I yeah, wanted. Okay. I told him we're from California, and I was like, I, they don't. I can't even look at this gun in California. Yeah, right. This gun, this gun, this gun, this gun. They're not yeah. on the handgun registry. Um, and I was, we were just geeking out. And I just wanted to say, God, you know. Yeah. So, I, and I want to know, like, can I buy this right now and walk out of here? He's like, Yeah, I could sell it to you. I'm like, even though I'm not a resident mm-hmm. of Tennessee, he's like, Yeah, pass a background check. I'm like, how long does the background check take? He's like, I don't know, Fifteen minutes. Really? Yeah. I'm like, in California, I gotta come back. 10 days from now and like, Oh, that's weird. Why do you gotta do that? And I didn't want to, you know, so it's like, you know, then I was like, Oh, we're going to, so get we're going to do kind of I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what it made me realize? Uh-huh. And this is actually kind of the theme. So we've been, we went to Tennessee with the idea that it's possible we could move here. Our friends moved here. What would we like to yeah, move? Tennessee's here? really, really nice. Right. Yeah. I've been there a bunch. <clears throat> Here's the thing. If you and I go to Tennessee... You can't surf. We can't surf. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And being gun guys Mm -hmm. and liberty guys and, uh, you know, just conservative I, I know where you're is going. not you, punk rock you're not gonna get that <laughs> that sweet addictive rush of everybody hating you <laughs> exactly like tennessee exactly like we're just, just gonna be another jerk off in the gun store <laughs> <laughs> I, that is an astute observation my friend there's something to be said for it <laughs> You're going to go there like, fuck it. I'm feeling the burn. Woo! (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Uh, Fuck you, asshole. Yes. Yes. There's that feeling I wanted. I did notice that uh, I'm still an extremist everywhere I go because nobody is anti-government the way way we are. 
they're it's more over there but yeah they're they're for limited government they're for a republican government a yeah. big r republican but they're not like anti-statists yeah the way we are so it's different always different, that. different flavor of the same ice cream basically exactly yeah so that was my trip how was your trip uh my trip was i went on a i don't know if i talked about this on the last last podcast but uh my wife god bless her heart um organizes everything because i just don't i'm a homebody i like to either be in the woods or be at my house there's very few places that i'm gonna go out of my way to go to uh i more or less won't get on a plane these days uh not i don't mind flying being on the plane is great and everything it's just the uh low status authoritarian primates that have to deal with to get onto the plane you know having some 18 dollar an hour jerk off screaming at you you know to take off you know the laces out of your shoes and you know scream at you that you should have known that even though you didn't do that at the last airport you're i just i can't the whole dog and pony show i can do without so uh we kind of have a loose family rule like i'm i'm willing to do anything but i love to drive with my family like we travel really well and i love our road trips i actually really enjoy the the drives and i always insist on taking my truck which is completely like not cost efficient <laughs> and um you have a car that is much more yeah. well suited for road trips. <laughs> yes. Yes. My wife has a very, very nice car that would make way more sense to take, but I like to have my truck and it's just there. I, you I, just I, don't I, want to show up in your wife's car. <laughs> You're not fooling anyone. Yeah. They, um, it's the, uh, I don't know. I just, I'd like, I cherish the moment. So that way when we do it, cause they like nap out in the truck while I'm driving and I, I just drive in silence and just, basically bounce around like the most fringe wingnut <laughs> worst ideas ever in my mind. And here we go. Now we got a podcast because of it. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, we decided, uh, I was unaware that we were going on a vacation until a couple of days until we were about to leave. It, as my wife was talking about it, I'm like, when, when is that? Anyway, she goes, it's this, this Friday. We're <laughs> like this Sunday we're leaving. I'm like, shit. Uh, I should probably tell the guys at work. And you know, now I'm like trying to totally like re and I know I can't blame on her. I know that she's told me six months ago, you know, and she's reminded me every week. I just, that's a part of life. I just am not very good at. Yeah. But anyway, we, um, she planned it perfectly because she knows I'm a wing nut and there's just certain things that like, I will lose my shit if I'm in certain situations. Uh, we went in through the desert to like up through Joshua tree. I love the desert. Like it is just beyond beautiful, especially in the fall, like right now. Um, so we stayed, uh, we rented a house like on the edge of Joshua tree. We dipped our toe in the whole Joshua tree experience and I just, I can't do it. It's just, it's mind numbingly beautiful. Like that whole area, especially if you love the desert, which I do, which is probably my favorite place to be. But the whole, there's just that kind of juxtaposition, that paradox of like, we are in this amazing, beautiful you know, natural beauty. Like, look at this, look at this vast expanse, you know, you could get lost in. And then like to juxtapose that with just multiple signs telling you what the rules are oh. and it's going to be $7 to park here. And the, you know, the gate closes at five and you know, you can't bring your own water in here and just on and on and on. It's just the, the, the like the, that kind of like yeah. glaring contrast drives me nuts. It's, it, it's just a reminder of like, can't she just, fucking have a sign going the desert is this way and we just call it good i don't remember that but last time i went there i was like 20 yeah i wonder if it's changed 
It's well, we were, I know there's a lot of developing going on around. So I listened to the last podcast you did, uh, just set the record straight. I wasn't high on mescaline or peyote or whatever (laughs) that you erroneously have reported. All right, whatever. (laughs) Shoot from the hip, man. But I don't know. Every time I've been in these situations, like I've been, you know, to Zion or Grand Canyon or wherever, it's just, I feel like it's not. I guess what I guess what I'm trying to say is like Joshua Tree is not like a theme park. It's not just one thing. Like yeah. Joshua Joshua Tree is a part of a natural wonder that goes on for hundreds of miles. Yeah, and you really don't necessarily like need to be beholden yourself into like going in through these theme park gates and like walking on the approved trail with all these other tourists. Right. As soon as I pass like my third tourists and some shitty ass fat fucking obese tourists and they're screaming kids, you know, throwing litter on the ground. Like, why am I here? If we go 10 miles that way, we got this whole desert to ourselves, and it's technically not a theme park. We don't have to pay $20 to park our car here, you know, where, as it turns out, the house that we were renting was like right on the edge of the park. And so we bailed, we did like one quick little hike. I was like, "Ah, it's nice. Like, let's go, let's go check out our house got to our house and like I had the whole desert to myself. Like it was right. fucking beautiful. Yeah. And we got one of their, um, their first, I think their first like big storm of the year while we were there. Nice. He'd been in a storm in the desert. It is one of the most like, just, I can't even put it into words how beautiful it is. Hell it's yeah. just like, I want to run there naked and just look at the sky. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so badass. And Hell then, yeah. So yeah, and then they have these, uh, the way that desert is, it's all these washes because they get like crazy ass rains. The mm-hmm. water or the water doesn't saturate into the ground. It right. just runs down these washes into the town, which was, uh, I can't remember, um, not 29 Palms, but the next town to it. 28? But, yeah, 28 Palms. Thank yeah. you. 28, 29, whatever it takes. And so you go to that town, like they are not like geared up for like rainfall. Right. And so they must have got half inch of rain yeah. and all the streets were flooded with like <laughs> sand burnt, like sand burnt beams. Like People on berms, rowboats. Like, yeah. Dude, it was wild. I mean, everyone just drives right through it, but I'm like, yeah, they don't, they just, there's no need to make the infrastructure for rainfall. It's here. just not worth it. Yeah. Right. It's just crazy. You just do, yeah, just the whole town floods for an hour and yeah. then it's gone and they, they, rebu- the, they rebuild all the they buildings. They rebuild everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you, know, you go get your yogurt, the FEMA camp, and George Bush is a little speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you go back to your rentals. Really they have nice. an animatronic George Bush. <laughs> Today we declare victory. Brownie, you're doing a hell of a job. <laughs> you go back to your rental. And, but dude, it was, uh, so I had a, I had some personal goals because the end of my trip was supposed to end down in the San Diego area with one of my best friends in the world and he is a fucking nutball and he was telling me because he was up here we're, we're doing us liberty tree and him are doing some like business stuff together and we're trying to kind of integrate the he's doing something very similar to what we're doing right now so you know we call it our business meetings but his whole thing is he is training with a lot of the, like the seals down in that area and he was telling me you mean like the uh, aquatic mammals no the, mil- the branch of the military ah Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, both good swimmers, not by the a, way. Not a SeaWorld thing. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> and so he, uh, he, was, he was telling me, he's like, hey, when you get down here, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking break you off, so you better be ready. And I was coming into there like, not like I've been on like hibernation for two months because of deer season and some other like issues that we had like, where I was kind of on lockdown in my house for a solid month. And uh, so I was like going on crazy desert runs up these washes. And like during the storm, 
It was nuts. I had a beanie on, like two sweatshirts, like my hands tucked in my sweatshirt, put in death metal in my headphones. I'd just sprint up these washes. Yeah. And this horizontal rain was coming down. It was like full, like Viking mode. It was yeah. so, it was badass. It was, yeah, I can't wait to go back there. Yeah. So we went from there to um, the San Diego area where my buddy was waiting. And you will see this on a reel we were going to post. But I got to, uh, ended up training with my buddy and some of these SEAL guys. And, um, as it turns out, those SEAL guys, um, they're, uh, they're pretty good at the whole exercising thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They stay in shape. Yeah. I'd say they're fairly, you know, definitely above average. Okay. And yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So do we, uh, it was so Cause I did some, I did like probably 50 push ups a day while I was in uh, Tennessee and I, uh, I found a weight in their garage that I swung around between okay. my legs. Like yes, a, you kind of like know a 25 pound weight. I know where I'm going. So probably similar experience. <laughs> Yeah, we w- I got ran through that ringer like three, four solid days of the most intense shit that I've done probably in a really, really long time. And they had this whole protocol that my buddy kind of had made up where you drink this crazy like coffee, you put like a big chunk of butter in your coffee, and then this like crazy espresso drink or whatever. You drink that, you just chill, and then you do this like three, four hour workout that starts with like hill sprints. Is like just gnarly, and you're like, okay, now we're like we're warmed up. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and all this, it's all like these crazy like functional exercises with like kettlebells, and like it's all simple. There's no like crazy weight. There's no Nordic track. None of this shit. Like. It's just All right, like, guys, let's get on the Nordic track. <laughs> <laughs> you get on the Peloton, you get on the Nordic track. Where, time honey, where's the Bowflex? You're always moving my Bowflex. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. But the best part is uh, after all that, which was just insane, is uh, my buddy is like way into the sauna and ice bath, which you have recently got into. Mm-hmm. And it is badass. Like you just cook yourself in the sauna where you're like, I, I don't know how much longer I can do this for. And then you jump from there in a, just this giant tub of ice and to sit there for three minutes and you go back and forth, back and forth. And that feeling you get of the blood rushing like in and out of your core, you yeah. can feel it. Yeah. It's just, it's bad. Like you have to meditate in both those scenarios. Like it's so <laughs> intense in the sauna, but especially that ice, like you got to reach some like deep primal shit to like, to be able to stay in there. Yeah. And like. God damn, if I'm not going to like get out early with those dudes sitting in the sauna, like still totally. at me. <laughs> like, yeah. It was, it was badass. It was, yeah. So now awesome, I'm man. already, I'm my, super jealous. Yeah. I'm already in my mind, like reformatting the backyard of like where the sauna and the ice bath's going to go. Yep. Yeah. Dude, I, I don't have a sauna. I just have the hot tub and most mornings I can't get it hot enough. I would love to have, I need to add the sauna to my yeah. collection of, yeah personal care equipment what do you call that (laughs) i'm ready to do the sauna now but if i like this weekend start working on the sauna before i finish the outdoor kitchen that my wife wants like i'll be sleeping on the couch yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend that (laughs) yes Uh, you know they sell them yes not very expensive yeah no the kitchen has to happen first uh my what if one fell off a truck in front of your house and (laughs) (laughs) that's how we ended up with a hot tub let me remind you that didn't want uh oh yeah that was you wasn't it yeah and i believe you didn't want it at first and very true very true now um deeply in love with it my wife also rocked the ice bath and she was telling me she goes i want to try it i was like let's do it i'll like coach you through it and uh yeah she busted it man uh she was in there for two minutes 15 seconds damn yeah it was badass 
It was really cool to watch. Hats off to her. So it was awesome. I guess when again, the whole vacation, quote unquote vacation is I had made a goal of like, we're going to make this a super like very like fulfilling, like emotionally satiating, like a very healthy vacation. Like that was my goal. And, uh, man, we like overshot the mark and also to talk to my buddy down there who's doing the same thing that we are. And just the ideas that we had to integrate, like the two kind of scenes that we're doing and some of the other people we know, you know, your friend in the Huntington beach area, it's, it's, uh, it's really exciting. Just the ideas that we are flying you know, flowing around, um, a lot of the things that we like to do, the values that we have and the opinions that we express are extremely unpopular in the area that we live in. They're, they, they're a little more suited down in those areas down there. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Still California. Yeah. But, um, it's, it's to get motivated of just having this kind of a, we, we, we spend a lot of time, um, kind of analyzing and, and just, you know, pontificating upon that, just the notion of parallel economies and making our own scenes and having like these mm-hmm. kind of satellite scenes where people can travel back and forth. And I don't know, you just have a tribe up and down the state, you know, where you can come visit and do these things like these crazy workouts and support each other's businesses and just have, you know, we can take them to the gym to train with us and, you know, all, just all these different ideas that we can kind of have like all working together. It was super motivating and it just the whole thing like made me really, really excited about the things that we're doing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to talking to you more about that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so which direction you want to go? We can go up. We can go down. They, I want to make one quick observation that okay. uh, maybe you can share your thoughts on this. Uh, one of the stops of the trip was at Legoland down in the San Diego area. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was for my, my boy who's nine. Uh-huh, sure. He, he was, <laughs> his head was, it was a perfect day because we happened to nail it on a day when no one was really there. Perfect weather. My kid was just amped out of his mind, like head spinning yeah. off, off his shoulders. And, um, but I was just, as I'm like kind of walking around, anytime we go anywhere, which is probably why I insist on driving my truck, like I'm always in protector mode. Like, like it, your, your caveman DNA kicks in, like not, not like a weirdo. Well, probably a fucking no, weirdo, but you're I just exactly like looking at everyone. Like, why is that guy walking so close to us? Why is that guy driving like that? So it's like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> my job on this planet is to protect yeah. my family. And that was also, I started thinking about like, it's not until I started a family, like I got into firearms, for example. It's like, mm-hmm. I am, I need to have a way to protect this house, you know, because we happened to live in a street that was getting worse and at that time, getting mm-hmm. worse and worse and worse. And even where there were a couple instances, um, incidences where someone had kicked in the door, you know, some random meth out junkie kicked in the door, you know, and, you know, my, my buddy wasn't home, but his wife was with the kid, you know what I mean? Just truly, thankfully nothing happened, but like, what as a father would be just your worst nightmare. And you begin to, I realized I had a paradox going on in my mind. I was like, I've never trusted any institution. I don't trust the state. I don't trust the government. I don't trust, you know, I have a complete dislike for authority. Yet the thing that's most important to me in my, in my life, the one thing, the reason why I'm on this planet, the safety of my family, I just unquestionably outsource that to someone else. It's like, well, if something happens, I'll just call the cops and hopefully they'll show up, you know what right. I mean? And, and you just think like, that's like, that's a, that's a 
incredible contradiction of like what your life philosophy is. So I was like, you, why would I outsource that to someone else? I got to take that upon myself. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it's a little bit of the brainwashing that, that hasn't washed off of you yet from your previous life. Yeah. Right. Like that we see everybody else walking through life without really thinking about, you know, why they're wearing a mask by themselves in their car correct, or why they're just, you know, doing what they're, they're told and just, putting some vaccine air quotes vaccine mm-hmm. into the arm of their child Correct. without thinking about it. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, of course you don't need a gun. That's why we have the police. Mm-hmm. But when you do just like five seconds of thought on that and scratch below the surface, just a little bit, you're like, I'm relying on the police to come to my house and save me. If some maniac breaks in, like, Correct. who in their right mind yeah. thinks that's a, yeah. And this isn't like an anti-cop angle or anything. It's just not at all. No, why, I, why would I trust someone else? It's a pro cop angle. Except I'm the cop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and anyway, I was thinking of this while we were in, uh, we were waiting in line to go on the roller coaster at Legoland. And, um, because I realized like, I take the, the, this, I just, cause I'm a weirdo. I think about just the safety of my family. It's like 24 seven and just never goes away. And there's particularly when we're out of town, you know, like I was saying, and I just realized, and we're waiting in this roller coaster, like to, you know, step in there as a family. And that entire ethos just goes out the window. Cause I'm looking and it's like, all I think about is the safety of my family. Yeah. I'm about to step on this roller coaster and that all goes away. Cause fucking Jenna from Encino working her first job is like strapping us in. And like, you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, like you're what in you charge doing? now. Like, and I'm like, yeah, she straps. What are you in. doing? Jenna? I it looked like a couple of these wheels needed some tightening. I uh, just thought I'd pull out the old socket wrench and I know, uh, I'm just sitting there strapped in with what I'm strapped in with like the only thing that matters to me in my life. And I'm like, looking yeah. at her like, Hey Jenna, how's the safety check going? I'm like, good. Well, fuck Valhalla. Let's do it. Let's get this thing in the air. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was, it was just an observation I had. Uh, dude, it's funny you said, let's get this thing in the air because there was a, a pilot sitting across the aisle, uh-huh. w- across the aisle and one up from me. Mm-hmm. And I was so tempted just to say to the guy like, hey, let's get this bird in the air, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no? You guys don't say that? Okay. We got, uh, I don't know why I just thought of this. I had uh, my old roommate when I was in college was just a just a degenerate like party maniac. And we used to fly down to LA just specifically like to do drugs and like party our asses <laughs> off. And I remember we were on a Southwest flight and to fly down there or back up here. I don't, I don't even remember, but we got just trashed at the airport and we were on the Southwest flight and we started before the flight was like just about to take off. And like uh, she, the, the uh, flight attendant just gave the little speech or whatever, you know, and we started chanting we're all, Barrel roll. Barrel. <laughs> and they came, they came back and said, we will stop this plane and remove you from it. If you don't stop. Chanting. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> well, as we were landing today, my son, just like, just before the wheels touch the ground, he yells out crash landing. <laughs> <laughs> the two ladies in front of him just busted up laughing. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. We're like, shut up. Nobody wants to hear the word crash. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that was a long, uh, yeah. Prelude, but, uh, that was fun. Uh, you know what? I actually got to pee like a seahorse. <laughs>
do the sports first because <clears throat> it's just going to feel weird to come back from this. Um, plus, I want to play my new uh, sports bumper. Our goals are to hit dingers, bag capital, disgrace the pitcher's family, make the other families, other players cry, <laughs> and stomp their butts into the ground. Does everyone understand that? I want to get into a, a word, a, a word or sentence uh, feud. And if your dad has said, "Oh, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose, just as long as you have fun." Well, I hate to say it, your dad's a loser. Not bad. Greatest motivational Goal. speech of all time. Okay, so. I'm glad you're taking uh, charge of the sports desk. <laughs> yeah, well, someone's got to do it, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know this, but the World Cup is coming up. Is it? Yes. Okay. They're doing it in the winter time, which is a new thing mm-hmm. because it's being played in Qatar mm-hmm. and it's hot in Qatar. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, it's kind of interesting cause you know, you and I have enjoyed a few world cup mm-hmm. games together. Right. Correct. And, uh, <clears throat> this one is being, we made the, uh, you and I made the front page of our city's newspaper celebrating the world cup. That's right. And I forgot about you that. You can't see my face, but you can see my arm and I, on my arm, I have a giant drive like Jehu tattoo. I was like, I bet you I'm the first guy to have a drive like Jehu tattoo on a major newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> that was my only thought about it. <laughs> so uh, the U.S. Uh, men's team is playing in the World Cup. And, uh, well, I was going to say, it's kind of interesting that it's happening during this time. Does Qatar because- have like not the best like human rights record? Okay, I'm so tired. I went over this before. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm fucking tired of hearing about Qatar and their human rights record. All right. Fuck off. <laughs> Everyone is so... said it. Really? You don't remember me talking about... Okay, so this is my, this is my deal with, the, uh, with Qatar. Everyone's pissed off at Qatar for their, the way they treat the, the workers who built all these stadiums. Oh, I wasn't thinking them. of that. Right? Yeah. Well, and, I mean, whatever their human rights record is, is, mm-hmm. you know, additional to that. But what people are pissed off about in the <laughs> World Cup is that all these stadiums got built with, you know, essentially oh, yeah, I remember slave labor. That. And yeah. I was saying slave labor. And I was saying, well, they have better, slightly better working conditions and slightly better pay than the places that these workers are coming from. Yeah, I remember. So that. what do you want to do? Kick them out? Mm-hmm. S- go back to Bangladesh, you filthy immigrant. You mm-hmm. know, like, no, it's, this, is, this is a boon for everybody. Anyways, I'd work on the, but, I'd work on the, uh, wording of your speech a little bit but yeah, yeah I <laughs> so um it's just this they qatar has become this fucking like punching bag uh-huh. if you don't want to have the world cup in qatar then don't have it in qatar okay yeah. but it just seems like the fact that it's there is giving every country this punching bag to beat up on mm-hmm. and so everyone you know i talked about denmark toning down the details on their uniforms as right. this like major protest mm-hmm. against them. Um, well, before, the U S has done something to fuck with Qatar. Mm-hmm. Um, they have changed the logo on the uniform. That's what I was referring to. You knew about this. Yes. Okay. So they've changed the logo on the uniform to a rainbow flag. Oh, okay. Cause I don't pay attention to shit. I thought they went, I thought it was the other way around. What do you mean? 
I thought it was. I just assumed everything's a rainbow flag now. You thought they just had a rainbow flag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought they're going to play a guitar like, ah, we're going to tone it down. It's like, ah, you fucking hypocrites. Like, if you believe in that, then don't fucking change it. No. Okay. So they're, gotcha. they're throwing this in the face of Qatar. So you can tell what my opinion of the world is now. It's like, I just assumed everything was a pride flag at this point. <laughs> that okay. is what's happening. Okay, gotcha. Everything is becoming a pride flag in this world. And here you have a country, Qatar, say what you want about them. Yes, they, they have human rights issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think they're as bad as Saudi Arabia, the mm-hmm. country that we do you know, plenty of business with without batting an eye. Do we do a lot of business with them? I a, mean, a little. I mean, we, well, give, we give them their entire military support for the genocide in Yemen, <laughs> but other than that. Well, there's the oil. oil, the oil, oil. But, yeah. but other, no, those things are, aside from that, we don't. Okay. You're right. We, we're not really. Wait, they didn't have anything to do with 9 11. No, that was Iraq. That's right. Wait, fuck. I, I always mix those two up. Just like yes. The flag and the well, that's why we invaded okay, Iraq. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha, because they were from yeah, Saudi they, Arabia, which is and that's how the they attack flag and the, the oil uh, America from the, gotcha. the okay. building. Yeah, that's it's all fitting yeah. together now. So, um, so the U.S. is now really sticking it to uh, Qatar and has redesigned their uniform to not be the the stripes, the bars and stripes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's now uh, yeah, I, I saw a picture of it. Okay, you saw it, it says yeah. USA and then the badge, and then it's, it's a <clears throat> fucking rainbow flag. And uh, their coach, who is just uh, um, a champion for human rights, um, had this to say about it. We are a group, this is a Burhalter. Greg Burhalter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just stateside that we want to bring attention to social issues. It's also abroad. <laughs> Who's abroad? <laughs> we recognize that Qatar... Oh, the broad is Rapino? Woo! <laughs> 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 I love this. It's not just... (laughs) Send us your angry emails. It's not just stateside that we want to beat you fuckers over the head with our social issues. It's the rest of the world, too. You know, that's what he's saying in a sentence. It's not just stateside that we want to bring attention to social issues, but it's also abroad. We recognize that Qatar has made strides, and there has been a ton of... ton of progress but there's still some work to do <laughs> god could you be more condescending to an entire country like this country's you know fuck off they're just they're doing fine without all of our baggage you know mm-hmm. and so um this is not the <laughs> this is not the end of the story what i love is that Today, Qatar came out and said that the Qatar royal family um, has decided that the World Cup has to be played with no beer in sight. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Now now you got my attention. (laughs) So, alcohol is not illegal in Qatar. Uh You can drink it in bars, inside hotels, and stuff. And the original plan was to have uh, these beer stands around the stadium. Um, No beer was going to be allowed inside of any of the stadiums. Uh But you could drink it around the stadiums. Well, now Qatar has come out and said, no more uh, beer stands. We want to hide the beer. We don't want there to be any evidence of beer being seen anywhere. And I think this is a direct retaliation against the Americans for fucking with them on this gay marriage thing. Wow. Which it's just like, you're going to go to Qatar and tell, you know, complain that they don't have gay marriage. 
Like, <laughs> fuck off. Who do you think you are? What have you done with gay marriage in your country that's made your country so fucking great? Uh-huh. You know? And I just, I actually have Katara's back on this. I love it. Hide the fucking beer. No beer for you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> this woke shit, though, is ruining sports. It's L- making. Little, uh, little just side uh, fun fact. Um, there's only been one president who has, the first president who ever entered office in support of gay marriage was Donald Trump. Wow. Yeah. He did so much to ruin our country, though, man. <laughs> yes. I just like bring that out, too, and people rant at me. There's, I mean, I was oh. like, come on. I, I just had, I ran to someone. They're still ranting about Donald Trump. I just said, like, you know what, dude? It's been six years. Like, can we just move on to something? Like, Please. I don't, like, I'm not a Trumper. I don't know why I have to hear this every year. Yeah. But when you throw that out, like, well, one good thing is he was the only guy that entered office uh, in favor of gay marriage. I mean, that's kind of cool, right? <laughs> just see their eyes cross with like confusion and anger. Oh, it's like that Twitter battle we were in the other day. The the things the thread starts out. Do you think Donald Trump will ever uh, apologize for how he ruined America? <laughs> I mean, it's like what? What? And I mean, I hate. The I guy, like putting words but, together. <laughs> it's like, like what? What did he do? Name one thing. That's always my comeback with these freaky lefties on Twitter that just, they want to rail against the right. It's like, could you give me one fact, please? Uh I want one example of what you're talking about before we go into this argument. Yeah. Never happened. Actually, that's funny. I was talking to my wife and uh, I was like, whatever, if you are interested in any kind of politician, you should be able to name at least three things that you were in favor of what they did and that what you didn't like. Mm. If you can't do that, you're a sycophant. And it's the same. It's, it's I, w- it's, I would it's, be it's satisfied with just three things that, that you didn't like. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the same ideology. It's when you and you and I have talked about, like I have family members I'll talk to and I don't want to get in. And well, I'm not arguing, but they'll just blurt out something. And I know it's just a mainstream media talking point. I'm all, actually like the other side of that is this. And they just kind of look at you cross-eyed. My, my <laughs> wife said like, that chick across the street. <laughs> <laughs> my wife has said like, I, I don't think they're ready for that. Like I was like, what? Just like the facts, like, you know, just the, the other side of what they're saying is like the way that I see it is I'm not trying to like, you know, execute these like gotcha moments, but you know, we've talked about before on this podcast that when I talk to someone and 100% of their perspective and opinions perfectly line up with mainstream media, that tells me that you have not thought about your opinions. You have not, you are, you're regurgitating what someone else told you. Correct. You have done no research. You have, you've applied no critical thinking to what your world perspective is, which is fucking sad in my opinion. But it's like, it's, that's also telling me, it's like, oh, we can talk about any subject and I'm going to, sink you you know this is going to be easy because you haven't thought about this critically you haven't come to this on your own accord well it you should are be easy. you are giving me like what someone else's narrative it, it should be easy but you're dealing with an irrational person that's yeah. not capable Correct. of thinking rationally about these things that's why that twitter argument it's like just name one thing that you said that he did yeah to hurt our country yeah can you name one thing mm-hmm. and if, if it's uh continued wars in the middle east okay fine yeah 
You're but, right. But no one, no, one, no one will ever but say that. That's though. not what they're ever going to complain about. Well, because the people that hate Trump are in the left, and the left is also pro-war. <laughs> also pro-war <laughs> mongers. Just is very odd. Ugh. All in on big pharma and foreign military aggression. Seriously, yeah. what happened to you, Pansy? We actually ran that exercise about Trump, who like I have no feelings on. I just I don't know. he seems as a person kind of insufferable uh very entertaining though yes <laughs> i will say that and yes like, uh he didn't start any new wars but he didn't in the ones we had so no pro and con. uh he should have pardoned julia Assange. uh he did do some work with the border so you know what i mean you, you should be able to like go back right. and forth like you know you can yeah uh it was great on uh crime uh uh, what do you call it when you revamp the, the criminal justice? He made mm-hmm. a lot of strides, I right. think, in removing uh, crimes from the books. But, and he also printed trillions of dollars. Reform. He also That's, printed trillions yeah. of dollars and and put it into the economy. Like as much yeah. as you, people, you know, people from the right want to blame that all on Biden. No, that, no. Well, that started not with Trump. I mean, did. You know, he also started uh, Operation Warp Speed. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, so we can go back and forth. On so it's like so someone says like okay like. You, I mean, it's easy. You could poke coals full of Biden all day. I mean, it's just this this endless fodder for comedy. So, what's something? Could that, you do three good things? Well, I could say like, so if, number one, he shit his pants at the Vatican. That's a full power That's move. True. Yeah, I can That's true. kind of appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. There's, well, there's so many. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the thing is, you're when you're talking about the difference between Trump and Biden, you're talking about a human and an idea. Yeah, you know, Biden's kind of just like a, um, um, like a puppet or something. You know, that's too too strong of a word, but he's just kind of like a a face to a, a concept. Yeah. So I don't know if he actually so does still, or doesn't I, do anything. So I still think my my Liberty Tree prediction is going to stand. I think uh, January seventh, he's going to step down. Two years, one day, Kamala Harris will be our president. Quick transition. To Gavin Newsom. Yes. And then Gavin Newsom will be vice president and they will groom uh, Gavin Newsom to run in 2024. But I don't know. I mean, Kamala Harris runs a pretty, pretty strong game. Good afternoon. I want to welcome these leaders for coming in to have this very important discussion um, about some of the most pressing issues of our time. Um, I am mm-hmm. Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. Hmm. Okay. We're in good dance, man. I mean, sharp. Maybe, maybe, maybe Kevin Newsom's not our show. We need night. a whip sound effect right there. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? Like, you know how Joe Biden always says, um, not a joke? Yeah. What if he actually was like a stand up comedian and that was just kind of his shtick? That's his like get her done. Yeah, like it's not he was. A joke. Yeah, like he was just doing like stand up. Oh, it's like his tagline. Yeah, I so I, I put together this little uh, thing. Okay, tell me what you think. You know when I went over in the tank in the pen. This is Joe Biden uh, doing three different stand up shows. Okay. Yeah. When he first was elected vice president with President Obama, the military sat us down to let us work greatest threats facing America were, the greatest physical threats. This is not a joke. The <laughs> told us the greatest threat facing America was global warming. Because there'll be, because there'll be significant population movements, fights over land, millions of people leaving, 
places because they're literally sinking below the sea in Indonesia. <laughs> America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in a uh, foot. <laughs> right? I don't know where you guys come from, man. I've never been able to travel. I'm a great respecter of fate. I've never been able to plan four and a half, three and a half years ahead for certain. And if you it, do, if you do run, will Vice President Harris be on your ticket? I would fully expect that to be the case. She's doing a great job. She's a great partner. <laughs> Great partner. And do you believe you'll be running against former President Trump? Oh, come on. I don't even think that. I, I have no idea whether it'll be a Republican Party. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well done. <laughs> If you just put everything he says to a laugh track, it's yeah, it's really funny. It's just pretty fun. It's just like a, he's like he's on uh, you know Tonight Show or something, like on the that. couch, I like that. <laughs> Not a joke. <laughs> <clears throat> oh man, well played, dude. Well Thanks. played. Thanks. Do you follow the uh, the elections at all? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I did it the same way I did it last time it happened because it's like you're all amped up. You want to know before you go to bed mm-hmm. who won the election, which in most countries is how it works. But for some reason, ours <laughs> takes about like six weeks to figure it out. I, I that's one thing that I notice. I'm like, I find it odd that, for example, it just always seems to be the most consequential, like hotbed races. Like uh, we don't know, and the voting machines broke down, and we lost a bunch of ballots, and uh, we're, we're going to have to shut this whole thing down and put and this tarps is the over the windows. And we had a water, a water main broke, <laughs> yeah. and blah, blah, blah. like Florida has like what uh, twenty? There are almost twenty-two million people in that state, yeah, and they just got hammered by a hurricane. And, and, and they at outlawed, the end of the night, they're like, "Here you go, here's our uh, right. here's our votes." <laughs> and they and outlawed then, mail-in voting. Yes, <laughs> and then and for then, the most part. And then Arizona has, uh, I think, they're just over seven million people. It's like, yeah, we're going to need several weeks, uh, particularly in Maricopa County, which is like the contested, like right. the most consequential county in Pennsylvania and Nevada and Georgia. It's it's just it's such fuckery. But I also think, I mean. Us as like small capital L, small L uh, libertarians, uh, I don't know. We're kind of like the OG election deniers. Like, I don't fucking believe any of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys are all fucking liars. That being said, this is also kind of a, a bit of a, uh, an expose on like, yes, all these elections, it's just complete fuckery. And this is all, it's just all sham. That, and like, there's no way the Republicans, Republicans can't know that. So that's on the Republicans. Totally. Like you guys up your fucking game. Like you guys, like it, you can't come at us like they cheated. They're cheating. We're going to expose them. Like, yeah. yeah, they're cheating. You guys need to fucking cheat too. Totally. That's how, that's how elections work in America. Like right. fucking figure it out. Yeah, Ron DeSantis didn't care that they were cheating. Yeah. He'd fucking mop the floor with it. It's them. like every once in a while when you hear about like uh, a professional baseball player gets busted for steroids and the rest of his team's like, dude, really? Yeah. Really? Exactly. Yeah, like there's a program. There was an IQ wrong. test. Yeah. You can't. Figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. When you look at the race of like 
Dr. Oz versus Fetterman. <laughs> you know, true. it's like, okay. It's like, like we just, uh, yeah. When he, like when Fetterman wins, I was like, I, it, well, we get what we get, dude. Like, totally. What are we going to do? What did like, you fucking what are we gonna celebrate if Dr. Oz gets the nominee? <laughs> like, I know. It's like, he's, yeah. Is that what you want? You want to win at all costs, even if it's this phony fucking TV doctor yeah. fraud who doesn't even live in the state that he's in and you, you just need him to win. That's why that, what you said about us being small L libertarians. It's just, like, uh, this isn't what we're looking for. Yeah. We, we're not, we're not asking for just switching the switch, the toggle from red to blue. Yeah. We need a lot more than that to save this sinking ship. Well, that it's we're also, on. I think when you come from a perspective that we have, it's, it's, uh, when people are just so dug into this tribal binary, like, yes, like my team won. Like my, it's like right on dude. Like if that makes that like, go fucking Niners, whatever it is. Like, yeah. If, yeah. You know, if you're going to celebrate, you know, you know, you're whatever. There's a Dean for their name, and instead of an R, and you think that's like going to put a skip in your step. Like, I don't know. It's just so vacuous and pathetic. I just look at these people and like, I don't. know, Whatever makes you happy, dude. Like, if no. that's your given sport, that's great. That's not my sport. And, and then when people, you know, the stuff that we talk about, you know, when we look at kind of more like a forty thousand foot level of like the yeah. tenets of like liberty and personal autonomy and like what true freedom is. Like, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and pontificate with someone on like what the color of the fucking boot is on the back of my neck. Like, I really right. don't. Get give a shit. None of these people want to fucking end the federal reserve. They want to continue or the, the military campaigns, you know, across the world. Like they do not care about Apple in the constitution. It's like, they're all, it's the same people. Like, why are you celebrating or being disappointed? Like totally. there's very, I, I would give just a little bit of a thumbs up to a guy like Rand Paul or uh, Thomas Massey who are actually, you know, aiming to do like true, like liberty based shit. But this other stuff, it's like you, you're, you're celebrating the street that John Fetterman won over Dr. Oz, like, or vice versa. <laughs> had Oz your, won, like, oh, thank God. Yeah, we God have, bless your adorable little heart. Thank God we have the exact same system in place, except our team is slightly ahead in yeah. the standings. Oh, God. We really would have been a nightmare. Oh, my taxes turned are out going the other up? way. Cool. Oh, we're starting yeah. another war. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, we're, gonna have, we're not going to. Oh, inflation's going. Okay. Yeah. yeah we're yeah. not going to resist any vaccine mandates. We're going to shut down schools. We're going to just ruin people's lives over a fake vaccine. Uh, Virus. It, it reminds me, oh. yeah, it reminds me of the same people like, you know, that celebrate like the, the prop one. Like, oh, that prop, you know, they, they, they get like extra virtuous on you. Like, oh, that prop I voted for that gives more money to for arts in the schools. That, yeah. That passed. And I voted for that. Like, no, what you voted for is a prop. That money goes to the general fund, which funds general uh, unfunded pension liabilities and no bid contracts like the fucking wonderful bullet, like the bullet train. You see, dipshit. You have to read the entire prop before you share it on Facebook and tell people to vote for it. Genius. It says in the prop, this money goes to the general fund. It does not give arts to the school. It doesn't, you're not buying saxophones for the junior high. I know that you want to pat yourself on the back. That's, do some research, please. Do Yeah, exactly. Check and see how schools do when we spend more money on them. Every time we increase California the funding, spends more, like I think almost two to one more more money on our public and our schools. kids are dumber yeah and we have the lowest test scores like so, some of the lowest an, test scores in the nation. Another stupid argument that I had to had to get into on Twitter because you made me was this <laughs> this guy. So so we should we should uh, I think we should lay out our our kind of our protocol is I go on vacation and I make myself like, I have to work on, on the podcast and Liberty tree. And it's like, unfortunately that has to be done through social media, which hurts my soul. But I go on 
Twitter and just pick fights. And then I send them to you like, all right, bud, have yeah. at it. <laughs> like, I'm going to go for a run. Crack my knuckles. Let's do this. <laughs> this fucking guy was arguing with me and he kept telling me how dumb I was, which is just so like, it's just not, don't, you don't argue that way on Twitter. Yeah. You know, that's just so low and base. It, it makes me not want to argue back, but I, I did anyways, cause I'm a trooper and I'm on prednisone. <laughs> and I said to the guy, at 9.5 right now. <laughs> I was like, he goes, I said, look, what are you talking about with wanting, you know, th- that our government is so great. You know, I talked about the foreign wars. I said, we spend too much money on, we spend more and more money on the kids and the kids get dumber. we, uh, we, you know, blah, 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 blah. I went down all the points that I go down on That's every podcast. Same. Yeah. And the guy goes, you're so stupid. The only reason that we don't have enough money for schools is because the GOP is blocking legislation and our kids aren't dumb. <laughs> I was like, dude. And I responded. I had just one, the first fucking headline that I found on dildo. I said, look, man, here you go. First hit on Google. Yeah. Okay. It's, and it was the more money we spend, the dumber the kids get what's going on. I'm like, it's first hit. I didn't even try to like curate the yeah, answer. Yeah. It's like, do you want me to do the rest of the research for you? Do you think you get up to speed on your own? <laughs> and I never heard back from him. So I've taken that as a picture. <laughs> the best one is we were talking about, uh, the war in Ukraine. And I think we were saying something about it. And this guy sent this, uh, like a meme. It was a picture of a hamburger. And it was like, it says, if this is our GOP, and it pointed to the little pickle. This is the amount of money that we're spending in Ukraine. <laughs> I, just, I actually like retweeted it. I'm like, because we can afford it is the fucking oddest reason to get into a war. Yeah, I've ever exactly. Heard. We can afford it. It's oh, not that much. That's thanks not, that's not the, why you go to war dipshit. Like, are you missing? You're missing the point here. Thank. He also said he's like thanks to the great work by somebody from so and so on the Young Turks. <laughs> you can see that really, if you spread it out over every American, we're only spending five dollars a day. Per American. Oh, I didn't know we can afford it. Oh, well, fuck it. Oh, that's it. Well, fucking hey, let's fucking murder some people. Let's do this shit. (laughs) Um, I got to say real quick, since we're on the topic of social media, if you guys want to follow us, please do on uh, on Instagram. It's Liberty Tree Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Also on Twitter. Shoot us an email if you feel like it. Kelly at LibertyTreeLifestyle.com. Leave a five-star five review. We'll, no matter how hateful and awful it is, we will read it we on there. read it out loud. And uh, to the guy that was sitting across the aisle from me today, not the pilot, but the guy behind the pilot, um, I just randomly, I saw this guy was listening to Matt Walsh podcast, uh-huh. and I just leaned over and I said, hey, Check out my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I all, sat there. Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I uh, switch my seat, please? <laughs> I, uh, I sat there for a minute thinking, like, should I hit this guy up? And I was like, fuck it. Why not? For nothing else, it'll make for a tiny little bit of content for the podcast. Anyways, I didn't catch the gentleman's name. Really nice guy. Um, hit me up on Instagram or... Uh, email me and uh, I will send you a promo code for the website if you serve, if you'd like to buy yourself a nice pair of uh, flip flops or a t shirt or a camping mug, something like that. Um, I wanted to say, were you about to say something really Go profound? Because always, I don't want to interrupt you. Never. Um, the game that you brought up a second ago that most people are trying to win. 
people that I respect and listen to very often on their, their podcasts or their shows is this red versus blue game. And I get it. And I, I've said before on this podcast that the midterm elections are going to be significant because it's, it's going to show us what the real stakes are. Mm-hmm. If we get a huge red wave, like everyone was talking about, and we just fucking wipe out the Democrats for all the shit that they pulled, it's going to say something. If that doesn't happen, that says something also. Mm-hmm. And what didn't happen, I think, <clears throat> speaks volumes. That this game, this red versus blue game, is not what people want. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that simple as just checking boxes. People want the fucking truth. They know that the stakes are bigger than just red versus blue. It is good versus evil. And I think even people who voted Democrat believe that in their hearts. There is a sense of it out there that some things have changed for the worse and that we have to right this ship. And that's why Ron DeSantis, who ran on liberty and resisting authoritarianism Mm -hmm. and personal autonomy and dare I say love and respect for, for fellow human beings is why he swept Florida. And he brought everyone along with him in the state of Florida. And it happened in other places too. Christy Nome, all the good governors kicked ass during this thing. All the good candidates kicked ass and all the bullshit. You're just voting for Dr. Oz because he's a red candidate. It, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. All right. People know better than that. The game is not red versus blue. It is good versus evil. Mm-hmm. And we, we, that game matters to me. I fucking, I am in on that game. I am playing that game and I want to fucking win it. Yeah. My wife and I on the, on our ride home, we had a giant drive home, but we were talking about that a lot. And then we we're skipping around to different podcasts and just ha- kind of having conversations. And we were, my wife, for the most part, completely apolitical but she has uh, very strong like values. So it's cool to contrast to, you know, she doesn't pay attention to this stuff like I do. Uh, cause I'm a fucking <laughs> weirdo. And, and God really bless her weird heart. if she did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because she's normal and I'm not. <laughs> it's a very well adjusted person. <clears throat> she was saying, she goes, I don't understand how anyone could just get 100% behind another person, which is a credible like thing to say. I'm like, yeah. do, what do you mean by that? She goes, like, can you imagine yourself being at a rally, like chanting someone's name? I was like, Hitler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, too soon, dude. Sorry. Uh, I was like, no, I've never been. And I mean, well, the first thing I said, like, you obviously haven't been to Slayer show. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I've never been to a political rally in my life. I've never. She goes, yeah, but I, what she was referring to was, is essentially the cult of personality of like yeah. being so far. I was like, that is a fucking great point. That's something I never really thought about. And it's, it's incredible. Like when you're kind of immersed in something, it's someone who's fully on the outside. Like my wife is can like bring up like a crazy, interesting perspective, you know, kind of a force through the trees thing that, you know, if you're immersed in this, I, I was like, I, I don't think very many people think of it like that way. It's like, yeah, no, I would never, ever. Like that goes against every grain in my being, like to chant someone's name, like they're, yeah. they are going to have it all figured out for me. Like that, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. So we distilled it down from there. Like, well then, you know, why, why would you support anyone at all? I was like, fair point. Um, so we talked about like DeSantis and I was like, well, at the end of the day, as the things that I brought up 
earlier, you know, with like the whole kind of, you know, charade of Democrat versus Republican or left versus right is, um, yeah, none of these people, like the truly the things I think that are just ruining not only this country, but the world, which would be things like the Federal Reserve and just you know, the enslavement of taxes and foreign military aggression and just the erosion of personal autonomy and, you know, the institution of the slow mission creep to CBDC and, you know, the erosion of just the making it almost impossible for you to have your own private property and on and mm-hmm. on and on, you know, all the very like constitutional based liberty based things that we talk about on this podcast. I was like, yeah, I know at the end of the day, like he's not going to preach these things. It's like, but he is the person moving the ball. He is one of the people moving the ball closest down the field compared to the other people as like, as a kind of a relative pro- political perspective, like he defied the Mac, the lockdowns, he defied the vaccine manda- mandates. He opened up the schools, you know what I mean? He's, those were very, very astute, like directly connected, like Liberty based issues. And he was on the forefront on that. So it's like, at the, at some point we got to throw our hat in someone's ring. If we're going to make any kind of change whatsoever, so it was a, it was a very interesting conversation as like kind of a political exercise exercising this. Yeah, no, I hear that. It's definitely not about the man, although um, just <clears throat> I don't know the man, but I very I know very little about him. He seems like the best thing going, and the way that people got behind Trump and were. Just completely just single fats. Yeah. Single fans. Single fans for Trump. You know Single Fats is something else. <laughs> <laughs> he we need that kind of energy to propel people like that in today's day and age. You know? Yeah. He has to be <clears throat> picked up and carried on the shoulders of, of the rest of us to do it. So I'm actually not too worried about the idea of that cult of personality. Yeah. As long as that personality is a noble person. Mm-hmm. I've spent a long, a lot of time this weekend re-listening to Democracy, the God that failed by Hans Hermann Hoppe. Mm-hmm. And he goes on and on and on about these natural elites. These people, he talks about in divine terms that we need to have, we need to cultivate people in our society. It's probably not going to be you and it's probably not going to be me, but we need these people in our society who are raised from birth to be the highest form of human being that we can have in our culture, in our society. We need these people to be of sound mind and sound body in good physical shape, charismatic, very, uh, honorable in their personal lives, not corrupt. And these people that are these almost um, sage-like, uh, uh, political is not the right word, but, but uh, civic personalities mm-hmm. are worthy of a cult of personality. If, and I don't think that's necessarily Ron DeSantis, but it, they are worthy of us believing in them and giving them all of our faith to try to correct the shit that we're in right now. Because it's, like I've said before, it is like Lord of the Rings right now. It is down to the wire. We have yeah. to fix this shit before humanity goes into a thousand years of darkness. How, Maybe it's not Ron DeSantis, but he'll do it. How can it Suffer so hard from the games play.
Big Mom's 